Good morning, everybody. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to your life. Uh, <laughs> which I know sounds uh, grandiose, but really, it's. Uh, I do this because I hope that it gives people an opportunity to see things in a way they might not have looked at them before. And I also welcome that opportunity, um, you know, to have my mind changed uh, because I'm pretty convicted in my beliefs. Not that I'm inflexible, but, you know, you reach a point in life where you know what you know. And sometimes you're looking to be persuaded differently. But, you know, shit can be wildly disappointing you know, so it's like, you're not going to fool me. I know what's up. So um, yesterday I was listening to, uh, you know, what I normally did when I got ready for work is I would listen to a bunch of podcasts, get motivated for my day. Then I do my podcast and then I'd go to work. Well, now the commute is significantly shorter um, and I'm not really listening to anything to launch me into you know, working from my home office. However, I was listening to something yesterday and it kind of stuck with me. And it was basically, don't, uh, it was Joel Osteen. And this isn't necessarily a religious message. So don't tune it out if you're not a spiritual or religious person. Um, I'm not super religious, but I do like a good spiritual message. And um, the the message was uh, basically don't pray weak prayers. And the thing that he says specifically that stuck with me is don't uh, don't say prayers in hopes of being a better slave because the scripture he used, uh, the people were enslaved and they didn't pray to not be slaves. They prayed to meet their quotas. They prayed to basically do good in their slave work. And so that really, you know, stuck with me because that's a message that resonates with me. And I say it all the time. Um, Maybe not in those words, but I know I'm often saying uh, people are feeling persecuted because they put themselves in positions to be persecuted. Um, A lot of the things that people are frustrated and angry about most of it can be traced back to a series a series of decisions that they made that have nothing to do with anything external to them. Oh, yes, it's easy to say it's all, you know, somebody else's fault or it's racism or people don't like women. Da, da, da. But at the same time, there was a series of decisions that you made that put you in a specific position. And I think sometimes we pray prayers to be better slaves or better at mediocrity or, you know, or even if it's not even a prayer, even if it's just a thought, we are thinking ways to stay low in our lives. I remember when my um, mom was having a surgery, she had her knees replaced. it was either the first one or the second one. I can't remember which knee surgery it was, but my sister and I were waiting for her. And that was an all-day thing. You know, you get them to the hospital, and they don't go to surgery for hours after that. So you get them there for uh, 4 or 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. The surgery starts about 10, and 
then they get out of surgery and go into recovery and you can't see them till about six. So it's an all day thing. So we were sitting there, one of these surgeries and uh, we were talking and she was saying to me how every day she wakes up and she just prays to be humble. And it was the way she said it, that it didn't make me think of humility in being, you know, removing ego from your life. It, it sounded like something else. So I said, when you when you say humble, what do you mean? And she looked at me and I was like, no, because the way you say it, it means it sounds like you think it means, you know, thank you, Lord, for this crust of bread and this water. You know, and she's a person that was always complaining about not having any money. And so she was like, well, I think that's what humility, uh, what being humble means. I said, you think being humble means being poor. And maybe that's why you don't always have the money you want. And, uh, you know, it was just an interesting thing. Words have value, but they mostly have the value that you ascribe to them. So when the messages don't say a weak prayer, now that's a weak prayer. If you're, please make me humble, which means let me sleep, sweep up this dirt floor and eat this crust of bread and have a little water. You know, that's that's not a, a prayer of success. That's not a prayer of, um, you know, having abundance and overflow. So I think it's important to note that when you say your prayers or when you if you're not a religious person, when you're thinking those thoughts in your head, what energy are you sending out? You know, it's important. You got to pay attention to these things. Uh, I often wonder, you know, when people are so hard on themselves, you know, oh, that was stupid. I did something really stupid. Like who talks like I have never said. And I've done this before in this podcast. And that sent chills down my back because I don't talk to myself that way. I don't think I've ever said I'm stupid or anything like that. So it's like your self-talk matters, your prayers matter, the things you think and how you project yourself into the world, which is ultimately a prayer, even if you're not a religious person, how how you communicate with the world and the universe and, the, and your spirit, uh, those things are all important. And I do think it's it's a valuable piece of information to consider um, when you are uh, asking the universe or God or whatever you believe to um, assist you and comfort you. How are you asking and what are you asking for? You know, and I'm 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 really not trying to convert anybody because I'm not sure I understand the value of organized religion, but I had so much of it as a child. It does not appeal to me in any way, but I'm a very spiritual person and I talk to God all day long. We have a very, very open communication system. And, um, you know, I do think that sometimes we are encouraged to be poor and broke and think that's humility. And, uh, you know, I don't think that was the, the message of God. I think whoever was interpreting it recognized that if people felt like they had some power and, and some wealth, then they would, uh, be a little too big for their britches and harder to control. And that is not from God. That's from man and governments. 
uh, trying to control people. And I recognize why you need some element of control over people, because (laughs) obviously with this virus, you can see people are going to do whatever they want. And it's best when you put rules in place uh, to protect the masses. But, you know, at the end of the day, some that's where I feel like there needs to be lines drawn about what governments can control. You know, and I'm not a libertarian. I'm just saying what we need the federal government for now is the coronavirus. That's why you have a federal government, in my opinion. That's why we're giving you our money so you can be prepared for something like this. Fail. Um, You knew I was going to talk about it. (laughs) It's been a month of isolation. I have to talk about the virus. But no, I think uh, the virus that plagues most of us is, um, you know, we say we want certain things and then we really don't have the courage to ask for those things because we really don't believe we'll get them because on some level we really don't believe we deserve them see what I mean I think a lot of people are addicted to being unhappy uh there there are chemicals scientifically this can be proven there are chemicals that get released when you have certain emotions and we get addicted to those just like we get addicted to the happy emotions but sometimes our brains can get wired into Uh, the rush of adrenaline that's attached to stress and if you just become used to living under stress nonstop, you become addicted to it and so you go looking for stress and you create stressful situations that's why you keep dating the same person over and over again and you promised that this will be the last time but there you know it wasn't (laughs) so it's something to consider uh, let's stop praying to be better slaves. No one wants to do that. That's, I see slave mentality all around me all the time. Um, and that is something that really resonated with me because, like I said, I say it all the time. Don't have a slave mentality. I freed 10,000 slaves. I would have freed 10,000 more, except they didn't know they were slaves. That's Harriet Tubman, not me. Um It's a fascinating quote. It's riveting because a lot of people don't know they are a slave to something. Um, And, you know, it's just a fascinating way to be in the world. Because when you really break things down and you start looking, you start to realize, you know, there are things that you, for instance, I know somebody who just got a huge, not a huge, but a, a nice chunk of cash. Um, a huge for me is like my numbers are normally high, but this is this is a nice little chunk of cash from the sale of a home. So I suggested, why don't you put that in an account that would, you know, get you some interest, not a regular checking account. And I had been receiving mail regarding one of the higher interest accounts. And I said, you know, hey, check this out that they're giving a higher interest account, a uh, higher interest rate than the most checking accounts right now, the most savings accounts. Uh, you should check it out. Okay. That was a month ago. So I followed up. Did you put the money in it? No, I need the liquidity. So you need that, that kind of cash on a, on a monthly basis. Of course not. So why didn't you just, why are you leaving money on the table? Like, I don't understand that. And so it's none of my business because it's not my money, but it frustrates me because this is a middle class problem, right? 
But it's the difference between that person uh, sharing the wealth or or growing their money to a point where, you know, if they were to pass it down, that, you know, that means you haven't grown your money all the, the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting this outright, but I'm because it's frustrating. So people complain all the time about, you know, how it's uh, there is so there's so many inequities for people of color. Well, this person is of color and has made a great salary for many years, has money. And I look at that situation and I think because of their limited thinking, they're going to I'm just throwing out a number. So instead of dying and leaving someone, you know, $500,000, they may die and leave someone $150,000. And the person who gets one hundred fifty dollars will be grateful to have it. And that'll be nice. But it could have been four times that. And that's how you transfer wealth. So the fact that people aren't even concerned. So you have someone who's firmly in the middle class, not even concerned about growing their money and sharing it with the next generation to me that's the problem we don't have generational wealth and it's not because we don't have it it's because a lot of us just don't think about other people like that and that makes me frustrated we're not great with our money even when we have it <laughs> so I don't want to hear anymore I mean we get an inordinate amount of conversation about you know things are, un- are aren't equal they're unequal and we don't have the same access. But what about when we do have the same access and we still won't take advantage of it? That's what I'm talking about. That's when I get frustrated because people act like that doesn't happen and it happens all the time. There's no great generational wealth transfer in the black community because we I remember when I was working in financial services, I was talking to a relative and she was like, well, I had to work for mine. Why would I pass it down to my kids? They need to learn how to work for it, too. And it's like this hazing mentality, even around money. We punish each other nonstop. And it's just really, really frustrating. So I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. That's completely different than my be a better slave. But it's related. It's a cousin to that uh, energy. Um, You know, some of us have access to things. And that's not just people of color i mean there are people who have money that doesn't necessarily mean they're good with it and that doesn't necessarily mean they know how to grow it and and share it you know amongst the generations in fact you will probably find that that's mostly something that the ultra wealthy do um and that's unfortunate because we could all be wealthier if we would all just try to help each other in the ways that we can and not worry about well you know I don't have a hundred million dollars. I can't make a will stop dying and not writing wills. Like, I don't understand. It's really, really frustrating for me. So anyway, that's the whole point. Like try not to be, um, so limited in your thinking that even when you, you know, pray for things, uh, you not even really praying for nothing good to happen to you. And also, you can grow your money wherever you are. You don't have to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to invest. You can invest a small amount of money on a weekly basis and it'll grow. Try to grow your money and and grow it for your kids. You know, it's it's selfish to not do that. And if you don't have kids, 
you have nieces and nephews, you have cousins, you have siblings, you have someone who can always use money in your life. Charity, you know, grow your money and donate it to a, a the worthy cause. But to just have money and hoard it, it, it just to me, I just really don't understand that. The whole point of being here uh, is to to be good to each other and to have something to share with each other and I don't know. I think people are the whole point. That's why we can't hardly stand this uh, isolation because we can't talk to nobody or go hug somebody or, you know, I think the people, the reason why we're here are the other people. And, you know, it's true because as soon as they tell you, you can't talk to other people, go visit other people. That's all you want to do.